This is a warning to those tuning in to Conjuring Curiosities. This podcast might contain graphic explanations of death and disease, incidents of violence, discussions of injury in extreme depth, infant mortality, and possible mention of other topics and practices throughout the Victorian era that might unsettle, disturb, or possibly harm you and your mental health. If you think yourself steadfast enough, then get comfortable. And thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Conjuring Curiosities, a podcast that delves into the weirdest and most macabre history of the Victorian era. My name is Clara Herbert. And I'm Sabrina, the modern day witch. So this is part two on corset misconceptions. We will pick up right where we left off. And here we go. All right, enjoy part two. Enjoy. How come so many modern day actresses have horror stories about wearing corsets with costumes? Hmm. Are you asking me? No, I'm just saying, like, like, have you heard that before? Like, you've heard people talk about wearing a corset and it was so awful. No? No. it's de- There's definitely lots of actresses who have been in period films and have later in interviews just said, like, oh, it was just so awful, the corset, I couldn't breathe and I was dying. Like, people get, you know, not to discount someone's experience, like, I do, I do believe that it was <laughs> painful. roasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do believe that they had that experience, but there's there are reasons for it that don't necessarily reflect on Victorian times. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's probably not, like, accurately depicting how it would have felt at the time, you know? Yes. So they probably made it even way worse now. Well, the film film. industry can only give so much time to a costume department to make custom costumes, and corsets should be fit exactly to a person's figure for it to be comfortable and effective. And chances are they did not have the proper time or they may not have made the corset in the first place. They could have just bought it like and they couldn't make any alterations. Yeah. And corsets should also be broken in or seasoned like you would a new pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. If you get a new corset, you know, because I was saying like it molds to your figure. Yeah, that's fair. You have to give the corset some time with your figure and body heat to shape itself properly. Okay, but with the whole body heat thing, if it's not made out of whalebone anymore, then does the body heat actually activate anything with the synthetic material? Not as much if it's steel boning, like a little bit, but there is a lot of um, synthetic whalebone that's used nowadays that it's not as good as whalebone, I have heard, but it it does a similar thing where it molds to your body, yeah. Okay, because I was like, I know you said synthetic earlier too, but I just didn't know if it was like good or actually like temperature. No, it definitely is, yeah. Okay. It does. It does. It's not like as good as whalebone. Th- theoretically, I've never <laughs> actually been able to use whalebone and I never will. But I've heard that it's it's not as good, but it's similar. Hmm. But yeah, if, if you can't break it in and they just like put it on tight right away, that's going to be uncomfortable. But I imagine making someone wear new stiff dress shoes for the first time for a whole day would also be very uncomfortable, right? Me with my blundstones on our Canada trip. <laughs> oh, on the hike. Yeah, you yeah. got such a bad blister. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you'd worn those like a couple hours every day, it w- maybe wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, I'm still healing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wearing my old ones still because, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar concept. If you just get someone in that and you tighten it to its to its fullest extent because mm. you just got to get them on set that's going to be more uncomfortable than if you'd let them like wear it for a couple hours not laced up very tight so mm-hmm. it could get like shaped to their body yeah, i guess it's like anything even like yeah, shoes skates corsets all in the same category <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> also another common hollywood thing 
you should never wear a corset without a layer underneath. Why? Well, there's multiple reasons. But lots of movies portray corsets against bare skin, which never would have been the case. Your first layer would have been a chemise, which is like a little nightgown. Not only is it just more comfortable because you don't have like the bones right up against your skin and the Mm -hmm. lacing right up against your skin, it's way easier to wash the chemise than it is to wash a corset. So you want something to absorb most of your sweat before it reaches the corset. See, and then that's why Hollywood then just sexualizes it even more because they're like, oh, she's naked. And then like, let's put a corset right on her bare body. Yeah, it would not have been that sexy. (laughs) Also, (laughs) being uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's your kink. But being uncomfortable isn't normally sexy. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's not. Oh, that's so that's shitty. Yeah, there's think about that every time I watch Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't remember. She's wearing actually something underneath, isn't she? I can't remember if she is or not, but if you see a movie where someone's corset is just straight up on their bare skin, that is not historically accurate. And, you know, I'm not saying a movie is immediately awful if it's not historically accurate in the way, but it's like (laughs) shitty that they portray it to be worse than it was, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. But yeah, you didn't want to have to wash your corset all the time. So you'd want something between as a barrier between your body and the corset. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you wash, like I said, then you wash the chemise. When it gets sweaty. It's like a comforter. <laughs> comforter, uh, what is comforter it? Comforter cover. A duvet cover. Yeah, duvet yeah, yeah. cover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I guess that's what top sheets are for. I hate top sheets though. So I, I hate top them. sheets. Yep. <laughs> you just feel like suffocated. It's just too many. Too it many just things. always ends up like weirdly down at your feet. I'm not I here for know. It. <laughs> and then, or if it gets untucked and then it's just like all over the place and then there's so much static and it's just like, it's like fireworks in the sheets. Yeah. I'm not here for it. No, me either. Regarding when and for how long women wore their corsets, they started both girls and boys in a children's version of a corset from a very young age. Ooh. I found sources claiming as little as three months old. Oh. But to make you feel slightly less horrified at the thought, corsets designed for children did not force their body into an hourglass shape. They were usually very flat with straight sides up until around the time a girl could start to get more curves. And they I didn't, still don't like that. They also didn't contain any boning at first. I'm going to send you some photos. One that shows children's corsets advertised in a catalog and one of a surviving girl's corset. And they look very different. Okay, yeah, send it to me. But I I don't agree with that at all. Because also, like, whether there's boning or not, like, that's... They need to learn core muscles. They need to, like, learn all of that stuff. They're growing. You can't just, like... Because then they're not going to be able to support themselves for even longer. Yeah, I get that. But like I said, they, it wasn't boning. So it kind of, it was more about like posture. I'm sure that it, oh, okay. it, That's different. it meant that your your muscles didn't get quite as strong as they could. <laughs> that but, photo is hilarious. Yeah. Isn't it weird to see like little girls and it's like an old person face on a child body <laughs> or it just looks like it's shrunken. It looks like a little Victorian doll. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, children were kind of in some ways treated as mini adults, but for the first like five or so years of a kid's life, it didn't matter what gender they were in, they were in dresses. Like little boys were dressed the same as little girls. See, that's so different than now. Yeah. Now it's like so, okay, yes, we're progressing in life, but like it's still so frowned upon. Yeah. And also, you know that like pink used to be the boy's color and blue used to be the girl's color, right? No. Yeah. That changed in, like, the early 1900s. It used Seriously? To, yes, because pink is a light version of red, which is a masculine color. So pink was, like, boys, and then blue was, like, I think it's because it was, like, the Virgin Mary, so it was associated with femininity. That only changed, like, 100 years ago. Well, blue is 
associated with west which is water which is emotional energy Mm. and there's also a lot of like like motherly instinct and mother energy associated with blue i would say so like yeah yeah that does make way more sense right yeah because pink is like a light is like a little kid version of red you know pink was seen as masculine that's so weird like how times have changed okay the second photo um what is that one this one this is like a like a teenage girls or like tween girls corset so it buttons up at the front which means you know women's corsets would never have buttons because it would be a similar thing with like the lacing where it would Mm -hmm. it would pull through so that to me alone shows that it wasn't like very very tight Mm -hmm. on their skin because it could be buttoned up that'd be a cool first bra think about that right mine was like from fucking walmart (laughs) i think or i don't know where mine was from maybe licenza I think I got sports bras from Walmart for sure as my first like training bras. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like it had straps and then sort of where the breasts would be because they didn't have like stretchy fabric. They have that kind of ruched thing. So it could kind of give you room to grow. It wasn't like squishing those titties in. It it gave you room. So yeah, nowadays looking back at that, that does seem very weird and concerning. But like I said, it was not, you know, the extreme of... It, it was not at all like a fully grown woman's corset where there was boning and it like dipped in at your waist. They didn't do that for kids. I still feel like it's obviously inappropriate, but at the time, I guess it makes sense because they're all like, that's just what you do. That's what you would wear, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like now, no, that's just weird. Like for a long time, corsets were seen as healthy. Like they protected your abdomen. They gave okay. you, you know, the right posture, that kind of thing. It kind of, it felt like, a lot of people felt comforted by them. It just felt it's like like, a, like you were encased and like you were protected. Like a weighted blanket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it feels of. like it feels like you're protected. Like if someone was about to like come at you with something like you were. You <laughs> Somebody were... was about to shank your ass. <laughs> like the way you just fucking jousted at me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> if someone was about to, you know, come at you. Sorry, I did kind of, I did kind of mime holding a knife there. Yeah. What the <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here is a quote from the New York Times in 1881 that explains corsets for kids a bit better. And also, they wouldn't have really been called um, corsets. Like corsets for kids. For kids. <laughs> oh my God. From the time an infant wears dresses, so again, an infant, any, either kid wears dresses, okay. which was practical because, you know, you had to change diapers and stuff. You don't want to be fucking unbuttoning pantaloons every time. <laughs> pantaloons. <laughs> oh my God. From the time an infant wears dresses, a kind of broad belt is used with shoulder pieces. To this, the children's undergarments are buttoned. Little girls wear these until they are about seven years of age. From this time, the belt has rather more shape, and the back part is supported on both sides by whalebone or very soft steel spring. So the sort of transition, they didn't have, like, whalebone or any boning in the sides or front of it. They would just have it in the back. Again, kind of like a posture thing. From the age of 10 to 12 years, another bone is added in the back. Corsets for young ladies have busks, narrow whalebones, and very soft steel springs. So something that I didn't really explain when I was was explaining what corsets would have looked like, the busk is the thing that goes in the front, which is usually like a sort of wider, flat thing. So like, again, it would kind of be about posture, but it was, it was right at the front. Often it was like wood that was, they would like really intricately carve it, which is like literally no one is going to see that. (laughs) It's like the amount of work that they would put into just their underclothes and how they looked. It was like crazy to me. 
So as I was mentioning before, I think the reason for kids wearing them was because corsets were seen as just good supports and instilling proper posture habits. Like I said, you can't really slouch in a corset. It really was viewed as more of like a health thing for children, and plenty of women thought that wearing corsets was the healthy thing to do as well. That is interesting. I have to disagree. (laughs) I just feel like well, okay, I don't know, though, because corsets now I feel are, are very sexualized, right? So then mm-hmm. every time I think about that, I'm just like, that's fucking weird. But back in the day, I get that it was viewed as different, not sexual. Like, There was definitely lots of men who were sexualizing it at the time, for sure. It no, just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's weird. It's, I mean, the end of the day, the moral of this is just like, if you take anything to an extreme, it's obviously not going to be healthy. But if you're wearing a corset and like not going crazy with tightening it, I think I do mention this later in the notes, but there was actually a study not done in Victorian times, like more recently, where they found that women at the time in Victorian times on average lived longer if they were wearing a corset. What? Yeah. Like, that, that is was, really interesting. That was a more recent study done. I'm not sure what the sample size is, but, you know, I don't know, like, the details of it, but... Interesting. (laughs) But there was a study that that their findings were that women, on average, if they wore corsets, lived longer. I don't understand how, back in the day, though, that gender was such a problem, but also not. You know what I mean? So, like, for example, like, men wearing corsets, that would not fly nowadays Mm -hmm. in a lot of the country, for sure. Because we're still not as awake as we should be, but in regards to gender roles, gender norms, all those things. Yeah, like obviously at the time it was, there was a lot of things about, you know, men couldn't do this, women couldn't do that. You couldn't do, you couldn't really cross over between what was considered masculine and feminine. But the things that were considered masculine and feminine are some of those things at the time are reversed today. So like men technically did wear dresses they wore nightgowns they didn't wear pajama pants they had nightgowns that's so that's so wild yeah there's like a very long history of men wearing dresses in very different degrees i know like harry styles for example like he is totally breaking some gender norms for sure and i love that he's one of my favorites i freaking i love the way that he dresses he's so cute and ah oh man like i feel like that he's definitely starting to break some gender norms for sure there's obviously a bunch of other people but i'm just uh in favor of harry styles for sure <laughs> well yeah of course and uh, not to discredit what he's doing because i know that there's certainly lots of people out there who are who were very offended when he wore a dress but that's not actually like that groundbreaking in terms of all of history we've kind of forgotten by now that that was very much a normal thing but like I didn't even know. Soldiers in World War II wore dresses. Like that's so wild. Like not, in what context? Oh, we're going for battle. Like <laughs> let me just wear a dress. Like no, so like they had to like, you know, entertain themselves when they weren't out on the battlefield. So they would put on like little shows and stuff and they would literally do drag. They would dress up in little dresses and do little dances for each other. Oh, you better work. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually I think there's photos of um in World War II there was like men who were in their off time doing a show and then very suddenly they had to go like onto the battlefield and they didn't have time to change so there's literally photos of world war ii soldiers like on the battlefield in dresses okay i made a joke about that i had no idea that that would actually be the case i mean it wasn't like trench foot drag (laughs) trench foot not in heels (laughs) (laughs) that's a new propaganda 
high heels were actually invented for men too i don't know if you knew that what for butchers like, for what for butchers because like, there'd be so much butchers yeah there'd be so much blood on the floor so they Shut the, is that where the whole stilettos situation came from because it's the red under like i don't know that for sure oh, but we should fact check that shit that's interesting but they were initially meant as like a functional purpose for butchers yeah high heels <laughs> I'm just imagining on my way to slay the meat. <laughs> and then you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, ooh, work it, work it, work it, yes. And then you're just like, let me cut that shoulder off. Mm. And then it's just like, fucking blood everywhere. And you're just like, mm. oh, this would be a good idea. Stilettos. <laughs> oh my. That was the most ADHD trail. <laughs> i liked it though i liked it <laughs> you followed it though hell yeah yes i also wanted to mention pregnancy and corsets okay we're about to cancel that <laughs> so when we think of the side effects people claim women in corsets suffered like bones and organs shifting place shortness of breath and that kind of thing all of that happens to pregnant women yeah you know what that's very true and their bodies are able to recover because women are quite malleable, honestly. Yeah, that's so true. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on, though. I thought you were about to talk about, did they make corsets for pregnant people? Yes, but I just wanted to point that out, that people are all so freaked out about corsets moving around organs and shit, and, like, that just happens when you're pregnant. Yeah. No, that that's very fair. Like, your organs are definitely, like, slish-sloshing all over the place. <laughs> but yeah i think if you're gonna put a corset on when you're fucking pregnant like you're, well, the baby's gonna come out flat <laughs> i mean like a rolling pin on your baby it's just <laughs> flatten them out like ready to go i mean no but yes well no did were yes. all the people in victorian times flat because all of their mothers would have been wearing corsets when they were given I birth no pictures are in 2d <laughs> I, we really don't know. It's a mystery. That's a conspiracy right there. I can get behind that. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, there are videos of people walking in Victorian streets, so mm-hmm. that is 3D. But the but... video is on a screen, <laughs> which it is 2D. Um, you're losing the me a little bit. The screen is 2D. <laughs> the screen is 3D. Okay. Well, let me explain. Fourth dimension. Okay. <laughs> When Victorian women were pregnant, they absolutely wore corsets. In fact, corsets helped hide women's pregnancy for longer, which was helpful for a lot of women for many reasons, because being pregnant meant a loss of what little freedom they already had. No. No. I mean... (laughs) But it was because of society's expectations. It wasn't because they were like, oh, I just want to look skinny for long. I mean, I'm sure some people thought that, but it was more about society's perception there was a weird shame surrounding being pregnant even if you were married and respectable ladies were expected to hide their pregnancy from the public so as soon as you started showing that you were pregnant and you couldn't hide it any longer you just like couldn't leave the house so of course you'd want to be able to hide that for as long as possible this is giving me a visceral reaction yeah i'm angry yeah why it really pisses me off because not only are you expecting women to pop out a bunch of babies at a time when it was legitimately dangerous to do so, you insist that she hides herself away because she did the very thing expected of her. Yeah, and you know what pisses me off? You're going to fucking inseminate her, but then you're going to say hide in the house? Yeah. Like a little caged fucking animal? Yeah. Because people... Are you a budgie? Because people didn't like to be reminded that that, you know, upstanding married lady fucked. 
like literally that was proof that you fucked so okay so he can it made people uncomfortable so you gotta hide that's why i'd be like i'm uncomfortable with your sperm cancer (laughs) you must stay indoors like what the hell yeah see this whole mm -mm. so of course they had reasons like that they needed and that's not the only reason they would want to hide their pregnancy i'll eventually do an episode on pregnancy because they thought all sorts of crazy things about what women should do while they were pregnant so another reason they would want to hide their pregnancy labor laws were also abysmal in comparison to today of course so a working woman absolutely could be fired for being pregnant or having children so they would want to work as much as possible while they could because they're about to have a baby which is like expensive yeah no babies are very expensive and like it's not i don't know back in the day you probably have to do you think you had to pay for childcare? um no it was kind of more of a village situation i don't know and like they probably wouldn't women probably were not expected to work do you think as much um no only the higher class women didn't work most like working class women or or especially poor women or or single mothers like if you were widowed absolutely they did work Mm. but the thing is like you could leave a kid alone when they were like five then so you didn't have to take care of them for as long i would have been dead i would have been dead i would be hiding behind the couch eating toothpaste oh they probably didn't have toothpaste (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i literally used to eat you'd be hiding behind the couch eating arsenic wallpaper true i'd be like "Mm, green (laughs) oh god yeah so although the first few months of pregnancy could be hidden with a regular corset there would obviously be a point where you couldn't just fit your regular corset over a pregnant belly, which is why there were specifically pregnancy corsets. They had lacing on the sides to adjust the stomach section, and the area covering the breasts could be unfastened to breastfeed. I'll send you a photo of a pregnancy corset. Okay. So yeah, that's an example of a, of a pregnancy corset. It's still, like, concave in the middle. No, I mean, they've got, like, the spoon belly thing going on, so the belly is is going forward. That's only one example. There were other corsets that gave more room to the belly. Um, That's just, just, like, the nicest picture I found. I know. It's still so concerning, though. It is very hard to conceptualize nowadays, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it was, like, totally fine all the time, because obviously it wasn't, but it wasn't as... There were so many other reasons why you could, like, trigger warning miscarry or whatever, like... There was so many other things that were happening. There was no prenatal supplements. You know, they didn't even know what that was. So, like, just because lots of women were not able to fully give birth, like, that, there was so many other factors other than corsets. That was, like, a very small fraction of the reasoning why something might not work out. No, that's true, I guess. But I don't know. Not a fan of that. That's for sure. I I mean, I actually think it's very cool that they adapted corsets like this. I don't the know. The adaption, yeah. Yeah. I don't know for sure how much it would help with the back pain of pregnancy, but (laughs) I know that after giving birth, a lot of women today will wear a band around their stomach to sort of hold in the extra skin and give support to their weakened stomach muscles. So I would go as far as to say that a corset that fit properly could actually be beneficial, at least for after pregnancy. Yeah, the aftercare Mm -hmm. of it, for sure. But I don't know, the whole during... I One of my sources that I have linked below is an article, there's like a blog post of this woman who wore corsets and stays all throughout her pregnancy Uh, when her stomach got bigger they were like not over her stomach they were more like the stays that i showed you that kind of stopped above the boobs Mm -hmm. but she found it very beneficial so that's like a personal account of someone who found it beneficial she had less back pain because she only did that for like one of her last pregnancies so she was saying in comparison 
it was beneficial to her not saying it would be beneficial to everyone it really depends on how you do it you got to be safe obviously yeah i know that's true and then also plus i can't really have a say because i have not been pregnant i'm not (laughs) currently pregnant and i don't know what it would feel like so yeah exactly and obviously if a woman was lacing her corset as tight as possible to hide the pregnancy that would probably have negative side effects 100 percent totally but plenty of women didn't put that much pressure on their stomach um and earlier victorian corsets like for most of the victorian area they kind of did like it was literally called a spoon belly corset because it would kind of it would kind of make a little bump over your stomach that was like the fashionable silhouette so you did have like room for sure yeah and yeah i mean being pregnant is already very uncomfortable i can't imagine wanting to make yourself even more uncomfortable by like super tight lacing yourself when you're pregnant i'm again i'm sure it happened but like I'm not gonna fucking do that. <laughs> no. Like, you definitely want to feel support in some way, but, like, more, like, elasticity, Which probably. they didn't really have at the time. But, like, I think the back support would have been nice. Yeah. Just, obviously, you don't want to squish rush your stomach. Yeah, no. So, that's the main myths, of course, it's explained. But what made us decide to stop wearing corsets? The answer may surprise you. <laughs> it was actually men claiming that corsets were unhealthy. What? Yeah, it was men. That's a first. Fucking men. This may sound familiar. Men gave their opinions on something they didn't have personal experience with and ruined it. (laughs) Never happened before or since. You can hear my sarcastic undertone. I'm like, that was, uh, that's new. Now, blaming it all on men is obviously oversimplifying it. Women had many different opinions and they weighed in on the conversation as well. There certainly were women who found corsets restrictive and didn't like them. But this conversation started around the 1890s when the waist reduction was becoming more extreme and tight lacing was becoming a fad. Like in the photos that you sent me of them like erasing? Yeah. Would it be that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There definitely were women who enjoyed tight lacing. I saw lots of newspapers where people were sending in like, I love it. It's great. But lots of women hated the idea of it. Unless you were part of high society and didn't have to work or get anything done, it wasn't practical to tight lace. Women had shit to do, so it wasn't common. It was just like this fad that everyone freaked out about. All I just heard was, high society. (laughs) High society, yes. So yeah, you're not going to like be making yourself barely be able to breathe or walk if you have to go to work. No, I know. Yeah, no, I would definitely not want it. I would not want it too, too tight, but I definitely think the idea of having like a corset on, maybe not daily, but it would just feel good for support for your back for sure. Yeah, it really depends on the context. And, you know, at the time, I want to say like nowadays we have the choice to not wear them, but at the time there were women who didn't wear them that Mm -hmm. were against it. And that's a whole other topic that I can't even get into today, but there was definitely a movement of women who didn't like them. But there was another way to get the silhouette of a tiny waist that was popular at the time. Padding. The tiny waists were an illusion. It was a mirage. Oh, because you would add extra padding on the the hips? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Since stays were a thing, bum pads were a thing. <laughs> and that's, that they're is really what they now again. Bum rolls, bum pads, that's what they were called. BBLs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that again, you don't need surgery, you just got some padding. Yeah. It is way easier to pad out your hips and bust than it is to achieve the same ratio by constricting your waist. That's true. It wasn't even physically possible to have the fashionable silhouette without padding. And when you add more to the bust and hips, the waist looks smaller in comparison. That's like a basic rule of drag queens today, actually. (laughs) Maybe that's why my, uh, never mind. I was going to say, maybe that's why my waist looks smaller sometimes because my ass is so big. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the hourglass figure. Natural baby. (laughs) 
So around the 1890s, women were starting to be more active and the suffragette movement was really taking off. The suffragette movement was women's rights, like women's suffrage. Yeah, so it was like women being like, hey, can we like vote now? <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay guys, it's about time that we step into this alternate timeline, you know? Yeah, um, maybe we can like think for ourselves and do stuff. Would that be, can we do that? Um, <laughs> Wait, did you just say that it's the uh, new moon in Aquarius? It's time for us to take our power back, baby. Actually, I'd be very curious to know what like, what was happening in astrology at the time. That would be interesting to see what was happening in the stars. Honestly, like it really does impact a lot think about it full moons and hospitals and stuff Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah. for sure oh you do not want to know what was happening in those hospitals (laughs) at the time (sighs) yeah they were having to like surgically remove corsets that pregnant (laughs) women were (laughs) oh god so glad you've been listening this whole time (laughs) (laughs) so because the suffragette movement was taking off Of course, men needed to find anything they could to pick on about women. Men at the time had been making fun of women's fashions for a while, and coincidentally, it was one of the only businesses that was most often run by women. Just a coincidence, for sure. So coincidental. (laughs) No other reason. No, crazy. And corsets were primarily designed and made by women, which to me is more proof that they weren't uncomfortable to wear. Ooh, true. Good point. Yeah, because I I would not get behind something like that was not comfortable for me or that I didn't want to use or wear, right? Like, Yeah, you wouldn't make a living out of making something that you yourself find uncomfortable to wear. True, yeah. Unless, again, you're into that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, men started to say it was just ridiculous that women were squeezing themselves into these unhealthy corsets, and that was proof that they shouldn't be making their own decisions. Silly women. (laughs) Oh, they must have been hysterical. (laughs) Why on earth would you do the thing that we liked when you do it? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Oh, God. And male doctors started to claim that corsets were causing all these illnesses, tuberculosis, cancer, just all of them. What? Yep. Yeah, because women owned it. Women were producing it and employed, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) that's why. Oh, God. The x-ray was also a new invention, and they wasted no time in x-raying a woman most likely tight-lacing to an extreme to show how much a corset warped their bodies. And even though they did a little, it wasn't permanent. They would go back to normal when the corset was off. And like I'd said earlier, women's insides get squished all around during pregnancy as well. I have an illustration to send you that's essentially propaganda from a magazine trying to show how deformed a woman's figure is by corsets. Yeah, show it to me. Also, just to say, um, your <laughs> your figure probably gets deformed from certain sex positions as well. But the men also were not complaining at the time. I just have to tell you that. So great um, point. Thank you. Okay, first of all, this is such a crazy X-ray. There are, if you want to look it up, there are x-rays. And, like, definitely their their ribs were Sorry. sort of... What? <laughs> I wasn't trying to be rude. I just meant, like, it's not an x-ray at all. If you want it's to look up the actual x-rays, you can. And, like, definitely the ribs look to be in a different position. But, again, I'm assuming that that woman was tight-laced to the gods before they x-rayed her, just to show an extreme example. You know what, though? The ribs look cooler on the right-hand <laughs> side. Like, I understand that that's not right but it just looks like more organized (laughs) in a sense like it's just my ocd is thanking this photo (laughs) well and it's like if you're gonna do an illustration if you're gonna draw this and not show an actual x-ray it doesn't even look that extreme 
Yeah, no. I mean, okay, well, yes, when when it comes to, like, the background of, like... The ribs for sure, but the rest of the body looks, like, the same. Yeah. It's not like anything downstairs has changed, so... No, the pelvis... You can't fucking... You're not moving a, a pelvis. That's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> no. That's crazy. Doctors also claimed that corsets were causing internal injuries like broken ribs or punctured livers when there are no medical records to back this up at all. Were they actual doctors or were they just... (laughs) Well, they were actual doctors, but actual doctor at the time did not mean what it means today, so... (laughs) Picks up a badge, writes doctor. (laughs) Pretty much. Also, the skeletons of Victorian women aren't shaped differently. Like, when we go back and look at them now, we know that their ribs weren't permanently altered because their skeletons look like skeletons do today. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I know, like... It's not going to permanently alter you. Like, could it hurt while you're wearing it? And definitely alter you while you're wearing it. But so do anything. So do pants. So do, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, literally anything. You yeah. know? Bras. You're, they're altered. Your boobs are going to sit here, not here, you know? That's that's so true. Yeah. Your whole, like, chest gets changed the, the way it sits on you when yeah. you wear a bra. The medical criticism from male physicians in the Victorian era on corsets had little scientific backing. Um, and this is what I was mentioning earlier. According to a study conducted by American University master's student, Rebecca Gibson, corsets did not negatively impact a woman's quality of life, and corseted women actually lived longer on average than women who did not wear corsets. That is really interesting. I feel like they probably just came out with that, again, because it was women-owned, women were employed, women were trying to take their power back in a sense, and so they're probably like saying, like, oh... You're disformed, you're this, you're that. No, this was not a study done in the Victorian era. This was later on, looking back. Oh. Yeah. Again, I did not, like, you cannot possibly expect me to read an entire actual study, but I did link it um, in the sources. So if someone wants to read it and reach out to me and say, actually, that study was fucked, like, totally fair, let me know. Imagine it's me anonymously. (laughs) It doesn't have to be if you want to. I just don't think you want to because that's like a whole ass study. But yeah, at least one study, their findings were that women looked longer. So at least I feel like that shows, even if the study is a bit misconstrued, that, and and I don't know either way. (laughs) So many (laughs) disclaimers. Um, (laughs) I have to read one quick quote from Wikipedia that I... Are you being serious? Yeah. From Wikipedia. It's not actually from, it's not actually from Wikipedia. It's like on Wikipedia quoting another thing. Okay. Did you know that the public has access to change Wikipedia at all times? Yes. I could go in and edit it. Yeah, but I can also check the sources that it showed this (laughs) source as. Okay. It was like from a newspaper that I didn't have access to, so I have to read it off of Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm not trying to roast you. No, it's totally fair. I know that Wikipedia is not like a good source to you. I would never just use Wikipedia. (laughs) I would never use Wikipedia as just my only source. (laughs) Okay, okay. I just thought this quote was really sassy. Ooh, I like it already. The distinguished anatomist William Henry Flower in 1881 published a book demonstrating by text and illustrations the deformities caused to female anatomy by corsets. This did not prevent his wife and four daughters from wearing them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Why? That's so funny. That's so funny. I'm just imagining him being like, but, but take that, but what are you doing? Didn't you read my book? (laughs) They're like, nah, yeah, I fucking read it, dad. You're crazy. (laughs) These feel great. I just love when something's like unintentionally sassy like that. Like, yeah, no, he wrote a whole book about it. None of the women in his life changed their behavior at all based (laughs) on it. So, oh my God. 
So these doctors must have been advocating for women to stop wearing corsets, right? No. Nope. They wanted women to buy their health corsets instead. Oh my god, I can't. And there it is. Before the 1890s, corsets were what is now known as spoon front corsets, meaning they would noticeably bend out over the stomach at the front. Like they actually gave the stomach lots of room, just smooth it over. These new health corsets, called S-front corsets, had a flat stomach, were much looser at the bust and therefore less supportive, and forced one's posture into an S-shape, meaning your hips were forced backwards and your chest was forced forwards. So you were kind of always leaning forward, which is actually way more uncomfortable. (laughs) So healthy. I love that for them. Yeah. What the hell? Who came up with that? Sorry. Like doctors, quote unquote, doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because their whole thing was about it was switching ribs. So the S-front corsets gave you more rib room, but like Mm -hmm. it flattened. It was like really flat at the front that they hadn't been before. And it like pushed you forward. Okay. So basically this is how scoliosis came about. (laughs) No, I don't think you scoliosis. I'm pretty sure you're born with scoliosis. I don't think you can like. I wonder if I thought you could develop it. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I honestly but, don't know. No, I'm just kidding, but that's kind of funny. It's like doctors created it, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't say something's unhealthy and then just say, well, my version's good, though. Like, no. That was also referred to as a pigeon front silhouette, because there was just, like, so much, like, sort of bust going on. <laughs> <laughs> so much busted. Like wow. a pigeon breast. Yes. I have an illustration to send you that is showing a comparison of how this new corset is much better. And it's so funny to me because the old silhouette just looks way more natural and comfortable. Let me see. Like, tell me honestly which one looks like you want to stand like that more. Oof. Oh. (laughs) Can we? Oof. I mean, the old side, you can see she's comfortably just like resting backwards. Like she's letting it support her. It looks like they're making it look like she's slouching, which obviously at the time they didn't want people to slouch, but it just looks more comfortable. Yeah, because the one here, it's like, that's what you do when you want <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> a free shot at the bar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's uh, no, that's just very uncomfortable. Like, why? And your tailbone at the end, like that's probably going to hurt so bad after a while and to be fair like there was definitely there would have been padding involved in this new figure like there would have been a bum pad there would have been maybe like chest pads it wasn't like your your actual butt was up that high (laughs) but it still was giving that general (laughs) just like fully like curved up around your butt yeah i want to mention that my main source for corsets was carolina zabrowska she has an amazing video on all of this called how victorian men taught us to hate corsets the biggest lie in fashion history i'll add it to the show notes as well if anyone wants to watch it she also has a video where she climbs trees sprints and does a bunch of physical activity in a corset what yeah that sounds like one of the new tampon commercials <laughs> why are they playing Basically, tennis? <laughs> yeah no women hiked rode bikes and played sports in them i promise you yeah like there's photos of women in, that that are hiking i feel like that'd be kind of fine because it's like supportive though yeah i mean with the i don't know if you're sweating and then it gets all moist in there <laughs> <sighs> i mean if you're Bring doing sports and you want to like take big breaths obviously not great no so that's why they did come out with like a sports corset. I didn't look as much into that, but it was theoretically meant to like support the bust, but still 
give you lots of room in your torso to like breathe and stuff. Yeah. So the S-Ben corset was most popular during the Edwardian era. The 1910s had a more relaxed silhouette similar to the Regency look I showed you earlier. They also couldn't have steel for boning or as much fabric because they had to conserve materials for the First World War around that time. In 1914, a lady named Mary Phelps Jacob invented the first brassiere. Because when she put on an evening gown she bought over her corset, she found that the whale bones poked out visibly around the plunging neckline and under the sheer fabric. Oh my god. She was like, I don't want to wear this corset under my dress. It's like ruining the vibes. <laughs> so she... We can't ruin the vibes. <laughs> well, it just like, it didn't look good because it was like poking out, you well, know? Well, yeah. That's kind of like when your underwire bra just randomly bursts through the fucking seam and starts yeah. like smacking you in the tit. Yeah, or if not you have, like, fun. a really harsh line on your, like, the cup of your bra and it's, like, showing through, right? Yeah, not fun. So she actually, she used two handkerchiefs, I believe. So she, I don't think she had particularly large <laughs> bosoms, but it was, like, she just wanted a little bit of support. So she made, like, a little little fabric brassiere, and that was the first, like, bra. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. By the 1920s, women were wearing long-line corsets or girdles to give their bodies the opposite effects of corsets past. They were trying to slim down all their curves to have a more boyish figure. She's the man? Round two? She's the boyish looking... <laughs> I don't... No, they weren't trying to look like men. They were just trying to... I mean, you know, you like 20s dresses, like flapper looking. It was very, very straight, straight down. yeah. Great Gatsby, like really made a bit of too much of an accentuated waist for the 20s but it's fine it's it's fine i I don't care (laughs) i don't care at all i love great gatsby it's one of my favorite movies i haven't actually seen the movie i would watch it i would watch it tonight okay alexa set an alarm for 6 p.m to watch great gatsby i can't find the song watch great gatsby fuck you alexa set an alarm for 6 p.m to watch the movie the great gatsby Alarm set for 6 p.m. to music from Baz Luhrmann's film, The Great Gatsby Deluxe Edition, explicit on Amazon Music. This is why I don't like the electorate. Anyway. Yeah, she can be temperamental, that's for sure. Um, She's a little out of line right now. (laughs) No, I'm sure the movie's good. Like, I would watch the movie. I just know... I, there's a whole other thing. I promise I will only say one sentence about this, but I have a... I have a fascination with when you look at a movie like that's set in a different time period, Mm -hmm. the fashion in the movie is still influenced by the current time period. So that movie came out in the 90s, right? Yeah. So The Great Gatsby, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah. I think it came out in the 90s. Are you serious? Yeah. Early 2000s? Alexa, when did The Great Gatsby movie come out? The Great Gatsby was released on May 10th, 2013. What? Yeah, I was going to say no. that was not the 90s at all. Wait, what am I thinking? Well, me being way too lazy to use my phone, I'm just going to ask her everything. No, that's fair. I don't know why I don't trust her, but... Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Okay. Did you hear that? She says she doesn't trust you. I'm sorry. Now you can fuck with her, not me. <laughs> no, in hindsight, that doesn't make sense that it was said, it was said in the 90s. But still... The point still stands that, like, those dresses in the movie are, they do accentuate the waist when at the time they would not have done that at all. But that's very hard for modern day people to wear that and feel like they're wearing something that's flattering. Mm -hmm. Like, even at the historical park, there was a section of the park where women wore more, like, late 20s dresses. But we wouldn't make them entirely historically accurate because people just felt 
like frumpy in them because uh, well no one at the historical park would wear shapewear like the historically accurate shapewear no one was expected to wear a corset no one wore a corset even though at the time they would have we you know we did not make anyone wear any undergarments well yeah (laughs) that'd be a little bit kind of um an hr nightmare (laughs) yeah i mean like they could have if they wanted to but but yeah so by the 1920s women were still wearing shapewear but it was like actually to you wanted to get rid of your boobs and your hips which was like very different from how it had been for a long time before that yeah no that's fair I'll stop the timeline there, as corsets never fully stopped being worn, but their popularity was certainly declining. But through the 1900s, there was certainly shapewear underneath all the most fashionable clothes. And that's my overview of the misconceptions of corsets. I hope you found it as interesting as I do. I feel like it was really interesting. My favorite part was honestly the men wearing them. Yeah. Fuck, like, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. It's it's also hypocritical, honestly. (laughs) But what's uh, what's new about that? Everyone's a hypocrite. <laughs> now, I have a spiritual question for Sabrina to answer. So, this came in to Sabrina's DMs. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of... There's kind of some backstory needed on this one. But, uh, Sabrina, why are February Aquariuses better than January Aquariuses? So, I just wanted to say they aren't. Um, that's a myth. Uh, anyone that knows January and February Aquariuses, January Aquariuses are by far superior, um, obviously, for every single reason in the book that I don't even need to sit here and explain. <laughs> just kidding. Each zodiac has two months that are associated with it, um... And one of them's obviously going to be better than the other. <laughs> so ours, girl, January is better. Um, the backstory of this is <laughs> a customer that comes into my store all the time. <laughs> we roast each other so hard. Like, it's actually hilarious. She comes in. She's super cool. Um, she's a February Aquarius. When I found that out, I was like, oof, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so it's kind of just an ongoing joke. She'll always come in and she'll just <laughs> roast me for being a January Aquarius. So yeah, she asked that question and I just had to put that in there because that was just hilarious. <laughs> I like that you had to like further gatekeep and differentiate like, well, I'm going to, you're an Aquarius too, I guess, but like not the best kind of Aquarius. We're better because we are the first in the month that's not always true we're the first in the year the first beat like well oh wait are we or is it capricorn well it's fuck it's capricorn yeah but like capricorn starts in december so the first change is to aquarius exactly we're the first change (laughs) of the zodiac i actually because i know that sabrina has this weird vendetta against february aquariuses I pushed myself to make sure that we could release the podcast on January 31st, just so that the podcast would technically be in a January Aquarius, just for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I know. That's so funny. No, I mean, they're nice. Like, the girl that sent that in is super nice, but um, I'm just better. So, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I we are better. <laughs> I don't often ask people for their Zodio sign. Zodio. <laughs> I almost just spit all over the mic. My water. Oh my god. I don't usually ask people for their zodiac signs. Like it just doesn't occur to me. But I feel like I haven't really met that many Aquariuses. So when I meet one, I'm like very excited. I don't even think to ask them if it was if they're in February. Well, I know. Well, well, we're the rarest sign. We actually are. 
Aquarius is the rare sign. Yeah, because no one should have a child in January. I'm just putting it out there. I'm sorry. Don't don't do it to (laughs) us. Don't do it. We just cry wishing we had a summer birthday so we could have a pool party or a beach day. (laughs) I guess unless if you're in the, what is it, the southern hemisphere that has opposite seasons, then, then it's okay. Then you can... You or, can have children in the what what is our winter months. That's or if fine. you work in space or something, then it doesn't really matter. But other than that, now that would deform a baby more than a corset. <laughs> Just saying. And on that note, thank you so much for spending time with us and listening to us talk today. Talk your ears off. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of our sixth episode. Thank you so much if you've continued listening. And if you want to hear more about the weirdest aspects of the Victorian era, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at Conjuring Curiosities on Instagram and TikTok. I will have the photos from this episode posted. If you have any suggestions for future topics you want to hear covered, or if you want some spiritual advice answered by Sabrina, send us a DM on the podcast accounts. We also have an email now, which is conjuringcuriositiespodcast at gmail.com, if you'd prefer to send us questions there. My personal social media accounts are Clara's Vintage Closet on both Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at Modern Witch Alchemy on Instagram, and you can find me on TikTok as well. Thanks again for listening. We should do it like weird. Do it weird. Do it weird. Thanks again for listening. And steak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping that in. (laughs) One more time, Clara. Thanks again for listening. And please stay curious. (laughs) And stay curious. Conjuring Curiosities is researched and edited by Clara Herbert, with spiritual advice provided by myself, Sabrina, the modern day witch. All sources are linked in the show notes. Our disclaimer is written and narrated by John Kennedy, and our theme music is Pumpkin Hollow by Pecan Pie.